It's Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty from the Armstrong and Getty Show. There are some really good people, our injured military men and women, who really need our help. Our Warrior Foundation Freedom Station fundraiser aims to do that. Please go to armstrongandgettyradio.com to make a donation right now. Introduced it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Got a tour from Sandy, who you're about to uh, meet, and uh, found out what it was all about. I didn't know the place existed, and um, it made a heck of an impression on us. Mm-hmm. How would it not? Meeting some of these guys, and I believe that day it was all guys, but uh, it can be women too, who have uh, served in our military and and need some help. And we currently don't have a, a, a way between the military and the VA. There are some gaps in there of, of people, uh, you know, you, you come back from uh, the Middle East, you're fighting in a war, you get injured, you're discharged. There's, there's no, now what happens? It's just up to you is the way it, it is for a lot of people. Or you're supposed to get benefits and... 10, 12, 14 months go by, yep. and you don't get your benefits. And that's how a lot of these kids, sorry, I'm old kids, uh, end up homeless. Yeah, you might be 19, Miserable 20 years circumstances. old. circumstances. It's not easy to go out there and get a job and, and make a goal, but when you're 19, 20 years old, no matter what. But if you just came out of the military, you've never you've never done any of the civilian stuff. You're injured. You got all the stuff that goes with, you know... Um, living the life you've lived. You might be 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 miles from home. And Freedom Station comes along and uh, and bridges that gap in a whole bunch of different ways that we're going to tell you about. And one of the things we're doing this time of year is we're sending people home for the holidays. Yep. And uh, your donation will get these service people home to be with mom and dad and their little brother and sister, or their aunts and uncles, and just really recapture who they are and why they need to keep fighting and keep trying and, and feel the love of the family. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station helping out the seriously injured returning home from war. Those with post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, those undergoing physical or occupational therapy, transitioning warriors have been medically retired, remain in the community. Uh, let's uh, welcome our guest, Sandy Lemcooler, is the president of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Sandy, good to talk to you as always. Good morning. How are you guys doing? I know how you're doing. It's amazing. <laughs> well, we're doing our best, and our listeners are too. Uh, just a quick comment from you on the difference it can make sending these guys home for Christmas? Oh, well, you know, think about the flares and traditions that you enjoy at Christmas. And I have warriors who honestly have been up in the hospital, and this is a couple of years ago, and he had not been home in five years. When this warrior left home, he was young, he was 18, and he was going to be a Marine for the next 20 years and had everything figured out. Well, when he lost both legs... The family didn't have the means to be able to get to San Diego. So 
We brought that family in at first, and then when the first Christmas came, he was able to go home for the first time in five years, wake up in his own bed, have his mom's good cooking, be with his family. And I'm telling you, it not only healed, helped to heal him, it helped to heal that family. Think about that. Think about even having more breakfast with your family. But the most important thing was that family not only did he heal, but that family figured out that this warrior was going to be able to have a quality of life that they hadn't anticipated with everything that was being done for him at Balboa. They got to see what was happening and how he was recovering. So there's all kinds of things that helped him. There's a wheelchair basketball team that helped with his physical therapy, his mental abilities, being with a team again, and the guys that were all on equal level in wheelchairs. You know, you're not having somebody talk down at you or squat down alongside of you. That brotherhood of the Marine team, the Navy team, they all got together. And I'm telling you, our military team is the only team in the country that's military. And our guys are like number three in the nation right now in Division Two. Well, and we'll uh, give you a chance to donate in just a minute or two so you can help get uh, more of these young men and women home for the holidays. Um, and and uh, just it's an incredibly beautiful thing when it happens. Uh, and they're it blown truly, away. Yeah, it truly changes their life when they come back. They're raring to go again for their therapies. It's just incredible to watch their faces. Well, speaking of getting your mojo back and and uh, healing and 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 you know getting your just your 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 love of life back, uh, Stephen Davis, who's a U.S. and Navy Airman retired, is with us now. Uh, Stephen is one of those wheelchair basketball players we were talking about. Um, plays at a high level, partly with the help of uh, Warrior Foundation. Stephen, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good morning. How about yourself? Uh, we're we're terrific, thanks. Hey, can you help the folks understand why you know playing wheelchair basketball, being with the fellas, uh, why it means so much to you? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, when I was first injured, I was in a hospital bed, unable to move for about seven, eight months. And when I was finally able to get out, I was still in the hospital team for a good year and a half. And this wonderful Warrior Foundation Freedom Station came to my hospital bed, to my room, and brought me a blanket and Christmas carols. And they they were amazing. And I was actually introduced to wheelchair basketball by this group. And uh, they invited me out and, 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 you know, they asked me if I wanted to try wheelchair basketball and being an able-bodied person who was freshly injured, I said, absolutely not. And, uh, two years later, I actually tried my hand at it and I fell in love with the sport and it just enabled me to almost feel like I was running again. Um, being a, a amputee, not everybody learns how to rerun again. And, um, my, form of relearning how to run was playing basketball and just having that outlet to be able to express myself and, and just compete and be a part of something bigger than myself again. And and this Warrior Foundation Freedom Station paid for my wheelchair. And I mean, those chairs cost upwards of $5,000. And these people got me back on my feet, helped me rehab, not just mentally, but physically as well. You know, well, that's it, a good story. It is. It's it's great, Stephen. And, you know, the people who listen to this show are there are a lot of really good people. And I know if, if your story came up and somebody said, you know, look at this young man and look, look, you know, look at the injuries he's sustained, how he served the country, 
Um, he's turning his life around, but he can't afford one of these chairs. And if we said that to people, I mean, we'd have plenty of money to, to get you that chair in moments. And what people need to understand is that Warrior Foundation Freedom Station does that over and over and over again, whether it's zip-up boots so the guys can stand in formation with their uh, prosthetics or, or you know scholarship money yeah. or job counseling or whatever, over and over and over again. It really is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And and like I said, they, they paid for my first basketball chair. And um, most people don't understand how customized these are to you. I mean, they take your hip measurements. They take your your appendages, the, the measurements of everything that you have to make this as custom to you as possible. So playing in a, a chair that's borrowed, it's, it's good, but it's not what you need. And, they, and these people gave me what I needed. And not only did they do that, they turned around this year asked me how my chair was doing. I told them it's amazing, but there's some adjustments that need to be made. And they didn't hesitate. And they said, hey, we're going to buy you a brand new chair again. And and it's already in the works. And I just, I would not have had the opportunity to do what I'm doing if it wasn't for these people. Makes difference. It makes huge differences in people's lives. Stephen Davis, U.S. Navy Airman. Uh, Stephen, thanks a million. Sandy, it's always great. Uh, Thanks very much. And and we'll see how much money we can raise this hour. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Merry Christmas. All right. Great to talk to you. And, you know, we've met a number of guys who have serious post-traumatic stress, for instance, or they're dealing with traumatic brain injury. And tell me, Jack, does this make sense to you? People are either moving forward or they're kind of sliding backward. Oh, yeah. In terms of their whole life mojo. I think that's true of everyone. And when these young men and women start a sliding backward... You know, after serving in the military, and which we've asked them to do, wearing our flag on their shoulder, when they start sliding backward, I just think as an American, I owe it to them to help. You know, and that's what this is all about. And uh, they hang out with each other there at Freedom Station, and they got somebody to talk to that understands that they're comfortable talking to. And we've seen this. And uh, it makes all the difference in the world. I mean, talking to these people after they've been through it, they all say this was the difference maker. Right. For them. And you can donate money at armstrongandgettyradio.com. We've got the link. We're trying to hit $300,000 um, by the end of the show tomorrow, which is going to be a bit of a heavy lift. I think we can pull it off, but it's going to require some uh, donations. Right. Small donations. You got $10 you can spare, $20. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are positive, Sean, a whale, you've done very well in this uh, beautiful country. Made a ton of money. The whale's there. Yeah, there he is. Give, or she, give as generously as you can. You've disproportionately extracted from the nation's wealth. Thank you, Governor Brown, you moron. Um, If if you've made a lot of money, you've done very well, now's the time to step up and serve your country in a different way and help these guys and gals out. Let's, Let's get them home to be with mom and dad for the holidays, for God's sake. See, you know, the, the, the family and their old friends and remember who they are and, and remember why, you know, all the work and pain that they're going through is worth continuing on. Let's do an update when we come back. See how much money we can raise in just the next couple of minutes. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. I think I'm going to jump on and finally do our family donation. I talked to, the, talked to the wife about that. There's a big banner. You can't miss it. Then click on that. It'll take you, uh, seriously, two minutes max. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. What are the 18 most popular thing on everyone's Amazon wish lists this year? See what other popular products are out there. Plus, you can speaking of lists, how about that? Those oldest things on earth you, you mentioned yesterday. I've got it in my hand right here. Fantastic! It's pretty darn good. I'm gonna go to ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com. I know it only takes about a minute or so to donate. 
the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Democratic senators have now called on Senator Al Franken to step aside after another woman accused him of sexual misconduct. Also stepping aside, women when they see Al Franken coming. Hey now. Former Saturday Night Live alum Seth Meyers taking a shot at another SNL star, current senator for the next 25 minutes, Al Franken, Mm. who's going to come out at 845 and I think probably announce he's resigning. I look forward to his... I'm so sorry, I'm going to work the rest of my life to restore faith, blah, blah, blah. It's probably worth uh, keeping in mind that when somebody resigns under pressure, it's not just, you ought to resign, what you've done is unacceptable, you should resign. It's the leader coming to your office and saying, you want to see your new office? It's a doghouse. I'm throwing you off every committee you're on. No bill you sponsor will get a vote. You'll get and no, we're all going to call you Captain A-Hole for get, the rest of your time here. You'll get no support from the DNC when you run for re-election. That's right. You're going to get fact, no money. We're going to primary you, bitch. And that's what resigned under pressure means. So mm-hmm. if he resigns today, it's because they came at him with the full, you're not welcome here anymore, treatment. And most politicians, because they've made friends in D.C., He's going to go off and be uh, you know, a partner in some sort of firm and get gazillions of dollars for various favors he's done for people through his time as a senator. Yeah, true enough. Some conglomerate in Minnesota. Yeah, that's the way it works for all of them. Some sort of ice fishing uh, outfit or, uh, I don't know, REI, I don't, I don't know, something. <laughs> Watch him come out and plug his new book. Instead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention some a, sort of smoked mackerel plant. Yes. I was going to mention that. I did a quarter till when he when he resigns that uh, he was really coming into his own as a U.S. senator. He had laid low for a long time because he's because I, I have heard him talk about this because he's trying to make that transition from comedian SNL to being taken seriously. He and his people felt like the time was right to come out. And, you know, you started seeing him in all these hearings, really, you know, taking the big swing. He put out that book, which is a funny title, Al Franken, Giant of the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really trying to, you know, become a thing sure. just recently, like just in the last couple of months. That this book, was his year. Yeah, the yeah. book came out this summer, and now he's done. Yeah, that's the way life works sometimes. Pride goeth before the fall, Jack. Oh. You know where I read that? The Bible! <laughs> We should do a the Bible. Uh, That's right, Mr. President. An update on where we are because you just heard a great interview. I'm hoping that brought in some money. How much money have we raised for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? Drum roll, please. One hundred sixty-eight thousand thirteen dollars. One hundred sixty-eight grand. All right. It's good. It's solid. It's it's good. It's solid. You said there was a whale sighting. I sound like the president. <laughs> A whale sighting. Yes, yes, we had a uh, briefly be- breached, uh, donated a, a decent amount, four figures. There was a comma in there, so uh, very, very nice. A whale sighting, and now he has gone back to the ocean. Did they uh, did, did they put a name on there or anything like that? Maybe we should give credit to these people. I don't know. Uh, that one was, uh, you have the choice to do it. This person was uh, just had a supporter. You can be anonymous if you want okay, to. Gotcha. Right, yeah, and uh, if you go to the website, armstrongandgettyradio.com and click on the donation page, you can see some people do it in their own names in, in memory of others. 
uh, in honor of active uh, duty service uh, members and, mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff, or anonymous. Cool. Mine was anonymous because that's what the Bible says to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I understand that. I'm, it's I'm just... not judging anybody. I, it was just an excuse to say, the Bible! <laughs> yeah. The Bible! That's right. You know, there's two ways to look at it. Is it, is it bragging or is it, you know, challenging others? Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't... I'm totally fine with it, uh-huh. however you want to approach it. I love doing it in honor of somebody. Have we had any luck, Anton? Anybody called and said they can bring by a violin? <laughs> Dang it. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, so where are my second you, chairs at? One eight six six three three one talk. I appreciated that. One eight six six three three one talk. Call now if you can bring a violin by. I was a third chair trumpet player. <laughs> so second chair, that was my dream. Maybe if I practice, I'll get up to second chair. And he heard the murmurs that they were thinking of creating a fourth chair. <laughs> It's only because there's not a fourth chair that you're third chair. <laughs> but we need somebody who's got a violin, dust it off, drop it by the radio station for uh, what well, we're going to. We're trying to hit 200 grand by the end of the show. We'll talk about that more later. And Al Franken later this half hour. Uh, got this in front of me. Oh, I'm excited about this movie. I, Tanya, just became oh, aware of it. Yeah. Are you aware of this? Mm, don't think so. Dark, it looks great. Darkly comic biopic about Tanya Harding oh, being please. released at the time of the Winter Olympics yes, coming out. Yes, please. About the Tanya Harding Club and Nancy Kerrigan story. I, Tanya, it looks great. Tanya Harding played by the lovely Margot Robbie, who is Oh, so it's perfect. a, all right, so it's a, a biopic as opposed to a documentary. Yes. Um, if there has ever been... With a dark comic take on it, which is pretty yes. good. If there has ever been... A more ridiculous collection of losers and dip asses to commit an internationally known crime. I'm not familiar with it. I mean, between Galuli and the fat guy, whatever his name was, the Sean something. I mean, just an amazing collection of idiots. And then you had Nancy Kerrigan, who was the victim. Right. But she had that whole Ice Princess, why me thing going, which added to the story. Sure. Yeah, but she sure as hell didn't have it come. No, no, she didn't. Which you're trying to hint at, apparently. No. I, that's no. what I took from it. No. I'm, I'm against saying. beating teenagers until they can't compete maybe so that you could, can win. Maybe we could book Tanya Harding. Tanya. We've, we've done that before, and Jack drove her away. Not just from this show, from I understand the rest of her press junket. Yeah, she quit the rest of her junket <laughs> thanks to Jack and his rudeness. God, I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And it was, what year was it? 92? 94? It was a long time ago. I'll never forget when her laces broke in her ice skate and she put her foot up there on the stand in front of the judges with the mascara streaming down her face. With her crocodile tears. <laughs> looking as streaming. Looking as trailer parky as you can get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they seem to be really steering into that from the trailers I've seen. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, remember that... Remember that interview she the, the real Tanya Harding did a couple of years ago, and it was all based out of that bar where she sings karaoke on Tuesday nights? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, shoots pool, just, sings karaoke. Yeah, which is just awesome. Yeah, and her leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm curious how she ever found her way to an ice rink in the first place. Yeah, well, the, yeah, it's an interesting story. She was just a tremendous athlete. Oh, yeah. To yeah. come where she came from to end up in that sport, she just was like a real, had a real gift. And worked crazy, crazy hard. And was crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. And to, to have that sort of stamina when you smoke that much is just really impressive. Agreed. Smoke that many cigarettes. Um, I'll just hit you with one out of nowhere. Okay. This list of the oldest things in the world. Well, I hate to go to the best one right off the bat. Oldest photograph in the world. Huh. What year do you think is the oldest photograph? Well, I know they got old Abe Lincoln on uh, photos, so it's obviously prior to that. I don't know, 1850? 
1822. Wow. Isn't that wow. amazing? Marshall Phillips. Michael, <laughs> you're an idiot. There, there's one picture, 1822. There's some wow. argument whether or not that photograph. Definitely 1826, which would have got you in time to get uh, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams if you'd had a camera there. Wow, barely. Because they were still alive. Wow. Yeah. What's it of? Uh, building in France. It's a Belfie. That's disappointing. (laughs) Funny. What's coming up your news, Marshall? New report. Senator Al Franken's replacement has already been picked. Hello. Really? The wife of former San Diego Mayor Roger Hedgecock is getting a big check after her breast implant exploded. And Google's latest artificial intelligence algorithm creates a superhuman computer. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Brad Hall? Is that who's replacing Al Franken? I'm trying to think of obscure Saturday Night Live stars. <laughs> Joe Piscopo. <laughs> yes, Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Finally. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, an alert texter reminded us one of our favorite clips in the history of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of the new I, Tanya Tanya Harding movie that's coming out, was this when she was asked about the whole experience and what it's meant to her life and that sort of thing. You can look at it half cup full, half cup empty. You can look at it half cup full, half cup empty. Show me where she's wrong. <laughs> well, and, and where is a collection of her witticisms and musings? Where is her book of quotations? I'd buy a copy. You can look at it. Half cup full, half cup empty. Words never spat out. If I recall correctly, as she sat on the stool in the bar where she sings karaoke every Tuesday night. As a former world-class athlete. I have some uh, audio of her singing, actually. Oh, that's right. Super. This, This is her singing karaoke. Put my hands together if you promise me she's done. That's right at the biker bar called Hardtails. That's where she sings her karaoke. Nice of the DJ to take a break from his usual lunch shift from the strip club to go do the (laughs) the karaoke night. Uh, She didn't stick the landing on that last note, though. A little wobbly, going to deduct a point. How does all karaoke sound the same? That's so funny to me. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. In a few minutes, Senator Al Franken is going to speak on the floor of the Senate. The Minnesota Democrat being pushed to step down due to numerous accusations of sexual misconduct. Franken's office, though, has been tamping down resignation rumors overnight saying no decision has been made. Why? Why are they doing that? Is it... So you can get stuff out of your office before they march out with the cardboard box? Or what is it? <laughs> right, he's stealing office supplies. By the way, somebody somebody texted, is it true that Conyers and Franken will both get their full pension, full medical for them and their family? Sure. Their oh, lives, oh absolutely, sure. yeah. God dang it. You get driven out of office with a sex scandal, particularly in Conyers' case, yeah. where he's been wasting taxpayers' money flying mistresses around, and he gets his pension for the rest of his life, which fortunately for all of us is about two more months because he's 104 years old. But God, that... Craft a democracy of by and for the people where that happens. Because it ain't anymore. 
And the word is there's already a replacement for Franken waiting in the wings. The Minnesota governor is going to likely name the lieutenant governor, Tina Smith, as Franken's Senate replacement if he resigns. The Minneapolis Star-Tribune, quoting a high-ranking Democratic source, reporting Smith would serve as a temporary replacement who would not run for the seat in a November 2018 special election. Wow, so they got somebody else in mind for that, apparently. Yeah. Thomas Fire in Southern California expected to expand very rapidly once the expected hurricane-force winds kick in. The Santa Anas are pushing the fire in Ventura County, now into Santa Barbara County. There are at least... Four separate fires burning throughout Southern California. Yeah, it's awful when people are having to flee for their lives. The video, have you seen that on the news? It's just mind-boggling. We've received a number of emails uh, expressing concern about uh, the Getty Museum, my art museum, Joe Getty's museum. Um, It's mostly a collection of my macaroni art (laughs) through the years. My, uh, is it just the gluing on the paper, or did you do some of the macaroni jewelry as well? Oh, all of it. Oh, nice. Nice. I work in many media. Nice. Um, necklaces. Uh, you know, my childhood stuff shows real yeah. promise. I think you'll be interested in my uh, in my rotini phase. Well, what's interesting to me is beautiful work with <laughs> to me, the most the most interesting thing about it all is you didn't leave it behind when you got older. Right. Most people stop when they're like five, six years old doing oh, no. macaroni art. Right. You kept with it, perfecting it well into your current age. Dried pasta continues to capture my imagination <laughs> as an art form. The wife of Roger Hedgecock, former San Diego mayor and longtime radio personality, is going to be getting a big check after her breast implant exploded. Oh, what a nightmare. Cynthia Hedgecock said she tripped and fell on a Pacific Beach uneven sidewalk. She lawyered up and said the fall was due to the pavement, which had not been fixed, and argued the fall resulted in her rupturing one of her breast implants. She was in court this week talking about the significant pain and the anxiety about any long-lasting impacts of leaking silicon. Well, okay, wait a second. That that all sounds terrible, and I'm sorry that happened, but I trip over the sidewalk, I, I sue whoever the sidewalk belongs to. And get millions of dollars. Well, no, she, she got eighty five thousand dollars. Well, know, depending on the still, case, yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I just, I don't know. I'd like to see, I'd like to see the situation. That's not my thing. Now, I, I also know that if I did fall down on a city sidewalk and get something that was expensive, my insurance company would sue the city, exactly. whether I wanted to yeah. or not. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, bottom line, we just hope the lovely Mrs. Edgecock right. is all right. It is an indication of just how amazing and potentially scary the possibilities of artificial intelligence are. Google's AI algorithm, AlphaZero, learned chess and then became superhuman at it in just four hours yesterday, coming up with completely new strategies never devised before by humans or even computer chess programs. One of the strategies, throw salt in the eyes of your opponent. You can't see the board, you can't beat me. So it learns chess and becomes a master in four hours. Yes. Let's see it uh, make a recreation of the Last Supper using only elbow macaroni. Right. Let's see if it can do that. The algorithm from Google's DeepMind division was programmed only the rules of chess. It had to figure out how to win on its own just from playing multiple games against itself. I am i don't know anything about this, yes. which is obvious to anyone who knows me. But coming up with the best way to play chess seems like something a computer should be able to do pretty easily. Doesn't it? Because yes. it's all just... Yes. Sure. 
and again, it's, it's logic, yeah, likelihood, yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah. Right. It's the rate at which it is able to do yes. it, which yeah. is a big part of the, well, the story yes. as well. And, and the fact that nobody had to do to input much; it just played zillions of games mm-hmm. and learned from itself. Right. You know, it was amazing. Like you making the macaroni joke <laughs> made me think: um, if they could ever come up with artificial intelligence, a computer that could be funny can go through the gazillions of you know options mm-hmm. for things to say and and put together in the right time. Something that's funny, right. that's when you've really reached something scary. Well, when you look at any sort of list that kind of talks about which jobs are automation-proof, the, the ones that rank the highest are ones that involve emotional intelligence and creativity. Uh, and those those are the, the largest gaps yet to go that makes for, sense. for now. AI. For yeah. now. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Voice of the West. Well, imagine if they come up with artificial intelligence similar to the chess thing. It's now better than any human's ever been. Right. They come up with something that a computer, it's funnier than any human has ever been. Coming up with all the possibilities of wit throughout history and some that have never even been invented. Well, wouldn't we and all can just spit it out immediately? Wouldn't we all just laugh our heads off for like two, three years, and then there would be no more humor or something? Yeah, I, don't I don't know what know. would happen. The Google team, by the way, wants their algorithm to be able to solve health problems, believing it can come up with cures for major illnesses in days or weeks that it would have taken humans hundreds of years to find. Yeah, quit farting around playing chess and get after <laughs> cancer, would you? Yeah, that'd be more worthwhile yeah. than becoming an expert at various board games. King me. Wait, that's checkers. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Expected to make his big announcement any minute. That in a second. First, a couple of texts we got. Um, joke tell. I didn't know this. I guessed correctly. Joke telling robots <laughs> are considered the final frontier of artificial intelligence. That's when we'll know when AI has truly arrived if they can craft humor because it's so complicated in so many different ways. I'm hoping our robot overlords will have mercy on the old at that point. <laughs> um, we are not a threat to you. Kill the young. And speaking of the Getty Museum, Joe Getty, did you also do the thing where you wrap paper mache around a balloon, let it sit overnight, then pop the balloon? If you have that in your museum, I'm so there. Paper mache art? That's a temporary... Around a balloon, well, then you right. pop the balloon. Right, yeah. Well, that's a, that was a temporary exhibit from 2014 to 2016. Various uh, heads and... Well, that's all I had was heads, various heads made with balloons. Oh, Franken has just uh, stepped to the floor, so let's uh, bring up the audio and hear what uh, Al Franken, Stuart Smalley, has to say. I'm a good person. You really dislike me. Here we go. He doesn't have his mirror with him. I don't know how that's going to affect him. (laughs) I felt that we had entered an important moment in the history of this country. We were finally beginning to listen to women about the ways in which men's actions affect them the moment was long overdue sounds like he might uh, fall apart here right you think could be yep we'll see that conversation and hopeful that it would result in real change that made life better for you're one of the good guys al i get it and in every part of our society then the conversation turned to me Over the last few weeks, a number 
of women have come forward to talk about how they felt my actions had affected them. I was, I was shocked. I was upset. But in responding to their claims, I also wanted to be respectful of that broader conversation. Because all women deserve to be heard and their experiences taken seriously. Okay, I need a prediction from you. Is he going to resign right now or not? No. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, this is exciting. I think that was the right thing to do. I also think it gave some people the false impression that I was admitting to doing things that, in fact, I haven't done. Some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Others I remember very differently. I said at the outset that the Ethics Committee was the right venue for these allegations to be heard and investigated and evaluated on their merits. That I was prepared to cooperate fully and that I was confident in the outcome. You know, an important part of the conversation we've been having the last few months has been about how men abuse their power and privilege to hurt women. I am proud that during my time in the Senate I have used my power to be a champion of women and that I've earned a reputation as someone who respects who grabs their butts the women I work yes. alongside every day. I know there's been a very different picture of me painted over the last few weeks. Successfully. But I know who I really am. Serving in the United States Senate has been the great honor of my life. I know in my heart that nothing I have done as a senator, nothing, mm. has brought this honor on, on this institution. As a senator, he pointed out. And right. I am confident that the Ethics Committee would agree. Nevertheless, today uh -oh. I am announcing that in the coming weeks, I will be resigning as a member well, of I the lose. United States Senate. I lose. Yeah, I thought he was going to fight it. Oh, really? I, of all people, am aware that there is some irony in the fact that I am leaving while a man who has bragged on tape about his history of sexual assault sits in the Oval Office and a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' campaigns for the Senate with the, with the full support of his party. But this decision is not about me. It's about the people of Minnesota. And it's become clear that I can't both pursue the Ethics Committee process and at the same time remain an effective senator for them. Let me be clear. I may be resigning my seat, but I am not giving up my voice. I will continue to stand up for the things I believe in as a citizen and as an activist. But Minnesotans deserve a senator who can focus with all her energy on addressing the challenges they face every day. There is a big part of me that will always regret having to walk away from this job with so much work left to be done. 
But I have faith that the work will continue because I have faith in the people who have helped me do it. I have faith in the dedicated, funny, selfless, brilliant young men and women on my staff. They have so much more to contribute to our country. And I hope that as disappointed as they may feel today, everyone who has worked for me knows how much I admire and respect them. Yeah, he got hounded I, out by uh, the leadership. It's pretty clear. I mean, if he is as innocent as he claims, it is cowardly and ridiculous to allow yourself to be hounded out of the Senate by false accusers. That is a terrible decision. It's practically indefensible And in that the people of Minnesota and the Ethics Committee stuff. No, 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 no. You, do, you don't let that happen based on that rationale, at least in my ethical code. Um. Unless it was made clear by party leadership, you're done. You are done. Well, here. 38 of 48 Democratic senators said they get, you got to resign. So, it, yeah, yeah. you know, pretty uncomfortable situation. Yep. Swept up in the winds of the current uh, climate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to hang on there for a while. Yeah, I did, too. I was hoping he would go full heel. Be like, yeah, I did it, and I was proud of it, too. And I'm going to keep doing it. You can't get rid of me. Only the people can vote me. I'm Al Franken. And he just pulls it out on stage right in the center. Oh, oh no! That's what no, I was Come to order! For. Come to order! Where's that hot, hot Elizabeth Warren? You're going to pretend like you haven't been giving me the wandering eye? I'm Al Franken! <laughs> and now he resigned. All right. There you go. So ends us. Sad chapter of a gray man. Now they can really get after Moore and Trump, having cleared the decks of their pervs. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, well, they're pervs so far. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.